And she used to be Gian Gomeshi's Monday correspondent on CBC Radio 1, uh, Sounds Like Canada in the Summer. And she's got some uh, tidbits on Gian Gomeshi later in the show. Um, So she's been all over the place. And uh, she recently is returning to Canada from a stint in New York. And Brown Listed is a tour that is based heavily on her recent experience coming out to her family. And then they broke up with her. Why would you do it? Um, she's such a nice lady. But she'll tell you why um, coming up. Uh, if you want to learn more, um, go to sabrinajaylees.com where you can find information on her show this Friday, July 5th at the Rio Theater. Um, so it's sabrinajaylees.com. You can go to riotheater.com or you can check her out at sabrinajaylees.com. Um, on the Twitter. So let's get right into it. Um, we are going to start with a little bit of comedy and a little, and then we're going to have a little bit of talk, talk, talking. Coming at you from CITR 101.9, this is The Arts Project. Please remember to watch your language. Look, I can't speak without swearing, and I've only got my grade 10, and I haven't had a cigarette since I've been arrested, and I'm ready to f***ing snap. So I'd like to make a request under the People's Freedom of Choices and Voices Act that I'd be able to smoke and swear in your courtroom. Because if I can't smoke and swear, I'm f***ed. The following programming may contain content that some listeners find offensive. If you are sensitive to foul language or explicit content, please turn your radio the f*** off now. Start up from the bottom, now I'm here. <laughs> Start up from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Where the fuck did you start? <laughs> Working for Ron Ford's office? Oh, man. I have to apologize to you for that guy. My dad voted for that guy. What? Here, you can talk to him after. <laughs> I was like, Dad, I already knew 
was like, Dad, that guy is a homophobic pumpkin. Why would you vote for him? And my dad knows everything. No, no, no. You're gonna save us some money, you know? He's the no frills vote, man. No frills. He's like, Dad, have you ever bought a banana from no frills? The next morning, you're like, who took a shit on the counter? <laughs> like, uh, we're like brothers with America, right? And America's the brother with more power and money and insanity. America is like Charlie Sheen. Hmm? Canada's Emilio Estevez, man. America's the kind of country that's like, we're gonna be the first country to fuck a porn star in space! <laughs> Canada's like, we're pretty happy with our work on Mighty Ducks too. <laughs> I always love listening to tweens, right? Because it's always so dramatic and for no reason. Like I overheard this one kid on the subway, like 12 years old, just, just all on the verge of tears. I am I want to walk up to this poor 12-year-old boy and say, dude, relax, you know? Nothing to worry about. You are 100% gay. <laughs> you need to stop crying or you'll get your mascara on your Justin Bieber t-shirt, buddy. I wish I knew I was gay when I was 12. Do you know how amazing sleepovers would have been? Dare? Fucking dare! Show me your tits, everyone! Bring your mom down here, let's play this game! Bring your dad down here, I'm confused. Even if they pick truth, they'd be like, truth? How do you feel about showing me your boots? I was so gay all the time, being so gay, never knowing I was gay. Why did I not know I was gay? The gayest things would happen to me. Just <laughs> right over my head. I would run home from softball practice, gel my mushroom cut, and clip out pictures of Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> and like, so glad I'm straight. Straight, 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 straight. <laughs> I came out to my parents a while ago. Uh, it was pretty hard because my dad is Muslim. So now he expects me to get like 10 wives. <laughs> my parents didn't want me to come out to my extended Muslim family. And I kept on saying like, guys, what's your five-year plan with this? I'm married now. <laughs> like I'm gonna keep on showing up to family things with like my white best friend. <laughs> she loves Ramadan. <laughs> And we've got like a little kid best friend too. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I know. We hang out. Found this guy in a well. <laughs> I do feel like the older shot at I get and the more excited we are about other people's babies, the creepier it'll get, you know? We could just watch Tyler, you know, for a night or a day or a year. <laughs>
There is one way to do it, but I need my brother's sperm. This is the worst that you guys act like you've seen how messy it is. Just like, oh. Straight women never need their brother's sperm? Never. Never what? To, to complete this potion. <laughs> and his real answer was, uh, no, I just don't know how my future wife would feel about it. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about your future wife being such a cunt. <laughs>
and rooms that I was performing at, I needed my parents to come in with me. And also, I was a kid, you know, my the, the subject matter that I had, I think, was a little bit smaller. When I moved to New York, I think I that's when I really, I think I, I, I found my voice. I think that's, I, I, I can, I can d- guarantee if you've seen me do stand-up years ago, there's a difference now. And that's because I'm a comedy machine now. I'm hard. I got calluses around all my jokes. Well, you made it there, so now you can make it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I made it ish there. I don't know. <laughs> made it. Like, it's not like I walk down the streets and high five tweens like in Canada. Oh. My favorite part when like a thirteen year old kid comes up to me and is like, "I'm so sorry, but do you mind if I can get a picture with you?" And it always ends with me being like, "How about another? Let's do a selfie. Let's do one from far away. Let's do a close up. Can you can you tag me on Instagram? Where are you going? Where are you hanging out?" Well, the tweens know what's happening. That's the thing. That's how you get into the underground. Yeah, that's you know, how you. Yeah. Raves are back. It's a whole thing. Um, tell me about brownlisted. Tell me what that means. So brownlisted, so my my stand-up's always been biographical. Right now I'm in a period of my life where I'm living in New York. I'm trying to make it. Um, I just got married to a wonderful lady named Mariah Carey. (laughs) I got married to my wife, Shauna, and I also came out to my extended Muslim family. And uh, And that went really, really well. That went so well, hence the name, Brownlisted. No, they broke up with me. So they, I mean, it's, it's, there's been some progress since, you know, six months ago when it happened. But basically, I came out to them and, and I got people defriending me on Facebook and just silence, if not negative responses. Super hurtful and it was a really dark and shitty time. And um, like, a, like any good comic, you work it out on stage. And so referencing that... And it, it pertains to my stand-up because there's parts of my stand-up that address that and coming out and not just an Islamic religious response, but uh, on a global level, what it is to be gay right now, and which is actually a really cool thing. When I started doing stand-up uh, at 16, first of all, I didn't know I was gay. I was doing jokes that were like, you know what a boy likes you? And you're like, ew, let's hang out with your sister. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also, when I did realize I was gay, coming out on stage wasn't really an option that I saw because there was still that vibe of, like, Ellen DeGeneres came out on her sitcom, and guess what happened? Her sitcom was canceled, so keep your gay mouth shut. But um, now she's married to uh, Portia de Rossi. Now so. she's married to Portia de Rossi, but more importantly, society-wise, she's the most likable person on daytime TV. So mm. we've come a huge, long way, and there's still like un- uncomfortable moments here and there. And so I talk about that on stage. And, oh, man, I lost track because I started getting so proud of how Oprah-ish I sounded. <laughs> One of the things that I, I thought was interesting um, reading your piece on the HuffPo, the Huff, the Huffington, uh, was that you kind of expected there to be resistance. But, yeah, um, for sure. And, and I'm, I'm sure you expected that to become fodder for your act. I have a real moment Let's about this. Let's get There's- there is this aspect of, you know, when something shitty in your life happens and people are like, but you can use it. Mm-hmm. It's still, I mean, like, the preferential thing would be, you know, not to ha- to go through it. So Obviously. Yeah. And, and, and the other reality is I wouldn't really be talking about it this way if it hadn't gone so completely horribly. I think that after writing the piece um, in the Huffington Post, which was super cathartic. I got such an awesome response from people, fans from Canada and all over the world, like people, like Muslims, Muslim people who are like, I hope, you know, they find it in their heart and 
and we pray for you. Like, just a huge amount of support. And what I realized was, like, you know, you kind of have to find the silver lining in things. And the, and the silver lining in me going through this was that I was able to share it. I've got these awesome parents who are super supportive. And honestly, Megan, like, when I was going through it all, I realized why gay kids kill themselves. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely the biggest punch from the biggest fist in your stomach to have this feeling that who you are is unacceptable to your family and you mm-hmm. can't change who you are there's no you know what i mean like that's who i am and i've i'm not i'm i'm well adjusted and lucky enough to have great parents to know that i should not be ashamed of who i am i'm proud of who i am but all that being said like it feels really really lonely and sad and so i wanted to be able to talk about it and start this dialogue you know if i take a look at my comedy from when i started to now the things that are the funniest and that are the most satisfying and that generally get the best response are things that at at one point i was like embarrassed or shy or sad or really affected by um because it's coming from a place of truth i think that's what audiences want and that's also growing as a comic in new york what i've i feel like i've developed in is is that the line between me and who i am and who i am on stage gets thinner and thinner Mm -hmm. that i'm not playing a character i'm just i'm talking and we're all hanging out and having fun on stage so i think that yeah when i do talk about things um like homophobia or racism uh because generally when you talk about them they can be downers the idea of laughing is such a relief Even if it means me taking a chubby, I will suck it up. CITR has always been your ultimate wingman, for when you have the ladies back at your place, or whatever. The 6th Annual Queer Arts Festival runs July 24th through August 9th at the Roundhouse Community Center in Vancouver. The Queer Arts Festival is Western Canada's only professional queer arts festival with a curated visual art exhibition, a community art show, three weeks of cutting-edge performing arts events, and inspiring workshops for adults and youth. Visit QueerArtsFestival.com for complete event details. Please remember to watch your language. Look, I can't speak without swearing, and I've only got my grade 10, and I haven't had a cigarette since I've been arrested, and I'm ready to f***ing snap. So I'd like to make a request under the People's Freedom of Choices and Voices Act that I'd be able to smoke and swear in your courtroom. Because if I can't smoke and swear, I'm f***ed. The following programming may contain content that some listeners find offensive. If you are sensitive to foul language or explicit content, please turn your radio the f*** off now. Now that you've spent time in the States and you're coming back to Canada, uh, as someone who has never toured as a comedian or in the States, um, what's the difference in terms of approaching comedy? Or is there really a difference? Like, is that something false that we create in terms of culture? Funny, I think cities are similar. You know, playing Toronto, Vancouver, or L.A. or New York, 
you're dealing with people who have Asian neighbors and a gay best friend, and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like commonplace to Urban. discuss anything, and they're willing then to go a little bit further. If you go into, you know, Barrie, Ontario, or you go into, like, Iowa, you're talking to people who are, like, a little more, like, not to generalize, but, like, a little <laughs> like, bit, it's going to be a little bit more, like, <laughs> I'm going to come out, and they're going to look at me like I'm a Sudoku puzzle for a while. <laughs> But the cool thing is, and what I've learned in being uh, more open about who I am, whether that is discussing, like, my dad comes from a Muslim family or I'm gay, I'm married to a woman, the more open and confident you are about the things that make you different, uh, the easier it is for people to digest. And actually, the learning curve is huge. Like, I will get people walking out um, when I come out, no matter where, I mean, not no, no matter where I go, generally, like, in, in smaller towns, there will be walkouts. But those people, we were never going to ride roller coasters and high-five together. Like, you those weed, were never my homeboys, right? You weed, you weed them out so you get the bigger laughs. Yeah, and then, but then there's, but, but there's more, even more people that'll come up to me after and be like, you know what, I never knew. I, you're the first gay person I know. And I'm, sometimes I'm like, well, honey, <laughs> you might want to take a look in the mirror <laughs> or have a long talk with your husband. Yeah. Get some cosmos. But like, you know, it's it's all just ignorance. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know a black person and all you watch is like gangster movies, you will be terrified if you meet Obama. You're like that man <laughs> will steal my watch. <laughs> oh, stereotypes are the best. Stereotypes are all you have to go by mm-hmm. if you don't know any better. So Do you have any uh, uh juicy tour stories so far? I thought you were going to say juicy stereotypes. Yeah. Both. Asian people fart Skittles. Oh, my God. I knew it. <laughs> knew it. Juicy tour stories? Yeah. I, okay, so what happens when you produce a tour? I've done, I've been a part of other people's shows and whatever, and, but when you're producing it, it's like all of a sudden it's your baby and you want to get the word out any way you can. So you're like, I'll give you a hand job if I can do your podcast. All of a sudden, you're like opening up threads on Facebook. And the worst thing about message threads on Facebook is you open it up and it's got all the, the ghosts of your closet of this relationship are right there. Mm-hmm. Right? Like an email, you can say, like, start from fresh. So I opened up this message. Uh, so Shihan Gameshi, I feel like we're buds. Like, we've yeah. worked together. We've hung out together. And then I moved to New York, and I lost touch with a bunch of people. So I open up this message thread, and I see that the last message was a message that he sent me. And it was like a birthday message. It was very sweet. But, like, you know on your birthday, you're just like, I'm the queen of social media. And you never get back to anyone. Mm -hmm. So then I write him, and I'm like, hey, bud, doing this tour, would love to, like, stop and talk about it on cue. Like, obviously, like, there's an element of sleaziness that happens when you're Mm -hmm. promoting anything, because any conversation you have with anyone is like, hey, mom, love you, babe. Could I maybe, like, get you to email your friends about this show? So, so I write this message to him. He writes back and he goes, after not contacting me for so long, you are dead to me. I knew what? it. And then I wrote back, like, oh, ha, 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 JK, JK. So, anyway, uh, about the promo. And he didn't write back. Then I tweeted at him and I was like, uh, am I dead to you on Twitter? <laughs> And then he wrote back, yes, on all oh. social media platforms. And then I wrote him back saying, I just found this woman's phone on the floor. She got hit by a truck. Is she still dead to you? <laughs> no response. Oh, that poor woman. I want to, like, dress up like a zombie and crash his studio. Maybe he's just 
like really good at comedy. Like maybe this is a long play. I think so. This is he's going in for it. Like and when also, it hits, like, the tables have turned because mm-hmm. now I've been telling this story, so that's promo for him, which yeah. he needs badly. So you know what you he could really say- needs me to be telling the story on podcasts and community radios everywhere. So you're coming to come into the the Van Dot. I'm coming to the Van Dot July fifth. Um, that's when I'm hitting Vancouver. That was nice. I think I'm going to use that as a jingle. <laughs> I'm. I can make a jingle for your show. Oh, okay. Just just have me on again. I, I can do anything. I'll give you a hand job. Yes. Um. The so have you? Uh, you've checked out the comedy scene here before. I have, yeah. I've done shows. Well, I've um, I've shot stuff in Vancouver and then like sneaked on different stages mm-hmm. around there. And also, actually, I produced a show one time with Deborah DG. Nice, Deborah Giovanni. She's very, very funny. But it's uh, been like at least four or five years since I've hit there. Cool, cool. Are you going to be doing any other like the local podcasts or stages uh, besides your big show on the fifth? I mean, let's face it: the show to come to is July fifth. Damn it! Yes, tell. Maybe uh, I'll sneak on and do five minutes here or there anywhere else. Nice. I mean, I will. Then let's let's face it. I'm desperate for attention so anywhere i'm invited to i will go to but the place that you listener are personally invited to is the rio theater on july 5th how are you going to try to suck up to vancouver now are you going to go the pro vancouver route or are you going to go the anti-toronto route listen i will do both you just (laughs) told me the two avenues that i could possibly why not ride on both of them it's a two-pronged approach it is two-pronged they called me two-prong approach Jaleese in high school, so I think that answers your question. And you didn't know you were gay? <laughs> and so. you can get those tickets at SabrinaJaleese.com. And if you head on over to SabrinaJaleese.com, you will instantly lose 10 pounds and change your life dramatically. Is that? Did you have a contest going on? Is that still happening? Yeah. Actually, if you share the event on your Facebook page and if you, you go on Facebook... You check out the Brown Listed Tour on Facebook, or you can go to my website, com. click on the link, go to the Facebook page for the tour, share that, and you're entered in the competition to win a pair of tickets. Excellent. Awesome. And, um, you know, also, like, do you, you, I was watching your video online, and I think you can also win a baby? You can win a baby, yeah. Great. Okay, good. So, pair of tickets, or or a baby, because we don't want to get baby, too yeah. crazy. Sabrina, thanks so much for, like, spending a little time with me. Thanks, uh, Megan. Like 12 year olds, that's the worst age. You're not cute anymore, you're so far from sexy. <laughs> I saw this just insecure, worried about the wrong things because you don't know who you are. This one little boy on the subway the other day, like 12 ish, was like crying to his friends, like, I am so upset because I am in love with Vanessa and she won't even sit beside me at lunch. <laughs> and I want to walk up to this kid and be like, little boy, relax. You have nothing to worry about. You know, like, you are 100% gay. <laughs> Not even a question. I've done that joke before, and the crowd, the reaction has been, oh. <laughs> 
fucking wish I knew I was gay when I was 12. Do you know how amazing sleepovers would have been? <laughs> Truth or dare? Dare! Show me your boobs, everyone! <laughs> Truth? How do you feel about showing me your titties, girls? <laughs> me being 12 to like that joke. <laughs> <laughs> that <was> the <laughs> joke. <laughs> you guys are fun. I just came out to my parents recently. <laughs> Thank you. That wasn't their reaction. <laughs> Surprisingly. I was putting it off because my dad's Muslim. Yeah, so now he expects me to get like fucking 10 wives. <laughs> I came out because I actually had got engaged. Fucking applause, breaks, getting famous. My showcase set is just me announcing my engagement five or six times. We got engaged. The weirdest reaction to to being like, my girlfriend and I got engaged is instantly first thing some people say is, uh, oh yeah, that's legal now. <laughs> the fuck? What do you mean? Like, if I would have told you we got engaged a year ago, you'd have been like, that sounds illegal. <laughs> what, are you guys going to steal your fucking dresses, too? <laughs> I feel exactly the same way he feels about gay people just staring at rich people too long. <laughs> Just like they're getting out of their escalades with purses that cost more than my parents' house, and I'm like, How did you get that way? I wanna shoot you. I can't stop watching. I know you think your lifestyle is okay, but it's disgusting. I love living in New York. It's so cool. So cool. And you get to pretend it's not cool, it's fucking awesome. Cool shit happening like this show right now. We're all this is the coolest thing ever. We're all just like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the most not cool time for me when I was in New York was when, uh, when Osama bin Laden was killed because it was a weird kind of thing. Like people were celebrating in the streets. Like there was like parties and I'm half Pakistani. It felt weird. Like half of me wanted to celebrate and the other half. Like, knew where he was hiding the whole time. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elise. Thank you guys very At CITR, our hosts choose the music they play. That means our charts actually reflect the tastes of music lovers. As a